Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <sighs> Mondays just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. What's up, reviewers? It's your man, Benny Blue, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by rotoinsurance.com. Protect your fantasy team by buying fantasy sports insurance today. Go to rotoinsurance.com and use our promo code JBBenny20 for 20% off your order. I don't even care about Bud Light, refrigerators, the Browns won! Yeah, baby! It's insane. This was actually my very first Browns game. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. But I'm converted now and forever. And yep. Wild card. Baker world. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is the truth. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. I've been around this world a long time. And we call this Dilly Dilly. I mean, he got the crowd into the game. Uh, he was throwing dimes. Yeah, let's go, baby. It is. Call me Sean Combs. God damn it. Because as we proceed. To give you what you need, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we yes. are live. The review yes, is back, riding smooth into week three. Hey. Oh my god! Hey, you want to hear something Woo. funny? I saw a meme uh, with you know Suge Knight just got twenty eight years uh, in prison, which you know he sure did. Sucks, sucks for Suge, but I saw a meme and said now that when you realize you should have been dancing in the video. <laughs> Oh, yeah. As JB says, the, the internet is dancing. undefeated. Oh, when you Woo. realize you should have been all up in the video dancing. Damn it, shit. Wow. Wow. That is fucking, that is fucking amazing. Good Yo, job, reviewers, we, we, we appreciate, we got plenty, we got plenty more fucking shit talking to come through this episode because we're actually introducing a new segment, which we will get to. But first and foremost, you are listening to the JB and Benny Review podcast. We appreciate you rocking with us. We really do. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please five-star rate us as well. We're also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, yeah. and iHeartRadio. Yeah. All that shit. Catch us on fucking, you know, uh, jbandbandlereview.com for all your past episodes. All that good shit. Um, and follow us, please. At, at JB and Benny Blue for all your social media needs. We're doing a lot more segments. J, JB is giving you some quality game, not even just about sports, yes, but yeah. about life in general and his new JB Telling Like It Is segment. Uh, of course, we're making our savage picks for Thursday night football exclusively on Instagram as well. Yes. Um, and we and we and we love you guys. Shout out to all the people who continuously keep liking our Facebook page yes. now. Now that football season has started, we appreciate you guys. I'm keeping I'm keeping the memes on deck as well. Got plenty of shit to talk about with all that. Right. Um, JB, before we begin, I gotta I gotta make it, I gotta make a confession to you, sir. Oh, it's what breaking is? news. Oh, just for just for our friendship. I, I, I don't know, I don't know if you're ready for it though. Oh, I don't know. I'm glad I'm sitting down. Whatever. I know you're you're fucking you're you're sitting you're sitting down. Um, look, bro, I gotta I gotta tell you, man. It's hard it's hard to say, but uh, you know, I think I'm uh, I think I'm transitioning, bro. Oh, I think I'm transitioning. Oh. Yeah, I think it's happening. Elaborate, elaborate for the people. You know what I'm saying? Because in this day and age, that that can mean a whole lot of things. Shout out, shout out to all our fucking LGBTQ, LGBTQ, however many fucking acronyms there are savages out there. Because let right. me tell you something: most, some of the most savage people I've ever met in my life have been gay people. They fucking they don't give a goddamn yeah, what don't. you think. I mean, you can't, you, you can't, you can't give a goddamn if you're gay or tranny. You just can't do it. Exactly. No fucking. Yeah, but yeah, bro. Uh, I am. Uh, 
I gotta tell you, dude, I am transitioning. That's right, reviewers. I am transitioning into a fucking plant-based diet. That's right. Oh, I'm moving. Oh, oh, I'm taking oh, oh. the plunge. I'm following my man's lead. Follow oh, him. Oh. Uh, follow him on Twitter at you know me big. He posts some of his meals. And guys, I've been slowly but surely phasing out meat. I'm not gonna give up fucking chicken and turkey and all that good shit altogether completely. But reviewers, don't hold it against me. Your boy wants to feel good. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm off that CBD life and I'm going to plant based. Now I gotta I gotta make the move, man. What what do you, what do you think about this news, bro? Are you happy? Are you well, excited, brother? I mean, you know, the thing about it is, it's 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 a it's a move for the better, man. Like. You know, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, and I understand you can't do a cold turkey. Like, I did a cold turkey. Like, one day, yeah, you one, sure day did. one day I ate, you know, as I say, animals that walk on land. And the next day I didn't. And I just didn't. You know what I'm saying? I never, and the fucked up part about it is I've been doing this since February of this year. And I have never relapsed as far as eating chicken, beef, turkey, pork. I haven't relapsed one time. Now, what I have done, reviewers out there, is I have converted to pescatarianism, which means that I only eat things that, that swim. Alright, so, you know, since seafood, uh, fish, uh, scallops, mussels, lobster, crawfish, things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. I am a pescatarian, which mostly is, I really, I only really eat shrimp and fish, unless I go to a restaurant or something that has other kind of seafood. But really, it's just shrimp and fish. Other than that, you know, everything else is straight plant-based. But yeah, man, it's a, it's good because it does, like Vinny just said, it just makes you feel better. And like I'm 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 never I'm never weighed down. I can eat an entire meal, especially when I, when my meals are just straight plant-based. I can mm-hmm. eat an entire meal, like a big full meal, eat till I'm sat not not even say eat till I'm satisfied, eat a full meal and not be all weighed down and you know, I, you know, get put in a food coma. It just doesn't do it. So, exactly. Yeah, man, that's good for you. I'm only happy for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, we trying to live in these savage mm-hmm. streets. You know what I'm saying? I got kids. Mm-hmm. I got kids. I got I got kids. Daughters to walk down the aisle. I got sons. I need to see by their first houses. Daughters to see by their first houses. I need. I got grandbabies to to see born. I got all that shit to do. I ain't got time to be dying. Fuck that. Right. I ain't got time to be dying. God damn it. If that if, if that if that ain't a fucking saying in a goddamn t-shirt, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, man. Reviewers. We're all, listen, we listen. You already know. If you've been following the show for a minute, you know that me and Bizzleman have been known to have a couple dilly dillies. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. But we 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 are champions of health and wellness, and damn it, we want you to do better too. So don't put your nose up. I can feel some of you reviewers, and especially in different parts of the countries, I can feel you already. Don't put your nose up in the air. Don't, do it. don't worry about it. I ain't. I'm not gonna be out here fucking wearing like goddamn. Looking like fucking uh, common in the video with Erica Badu and shit. Yeah. Don't get, yeah, don't know, go to that extent. Yeah, that's, all right. Yeah, that's a misconception about vegans and vegetarians is that that they're all of them are a bunch of fucking hippies walking around with the fucking with with with, with goddamn Woodstock sandals on and goddamn dashikis and and, and cut right. up fucking jean shorts. Like, nah, man, that's, right. that's not what we doing in these streets. You know, so what we doing in these streets is we just live. That's exactly. all we do. We, we just live. That's what we doing. Exactly. And speaking and speaking of living before before we get into it, how how are you how are you living, sir? Let's no, uh, let's no, let's man, present you know, that to the reviewers. Man, the desert desert life is good, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, nice and relaxing. It's, it's, it's slow motion. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 finna get 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 into the business next next uh, next month. Okay. Uh, Olan Academy officially be in swing. I'll Fourth be, I'll quarter. Be, I'll be doing individual training uh, for offensive linemen. It officially starts next month. I've uh, been, been, been been tapping into my resources and meeting with my connections and. 
got business cards made, which probably at my front door right now. Uh, but yeah, man, that's where we at with it. Just just getting moving and grooving, and and that's it. So basically, basically, what you're saying is that you have you have a good amount of time to watch uh, to watch football. Am I correct in saying that? I didn't, you cut out. I didn't hear you. What I'm saying is, what basically what what you're saying is, you have a good amount of time to watch football. Would, would I be correct in saying that? Oh yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. The beauty of the beauty about working for yourself is that you set your own schedule. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. And reviewers, again, follow us at JB and Benny Blue, especially our Instagram story. If you want to get JB's candid fucking thoughts about what's happening in these football streets. So I thought I thought we would start with it, bro. We don't have to spend too much time in this because I know we've talked about a little bit in some of these past seasons, but for good reason, because reviewers, let's be honest, especially our strictly NFL heads out there who really care about seeing a quality product and being entertained, especially when your team is playing. I got to tell you, bro, this has been a very interesting lineup of what's been happening on Thursday Night Football. You opened up things with the Ravens at the Bengals, which is a better game than I thought it would be. I'm not going to lie. Like, we were watching fucking, when we put it on our Instagram story, this past Thursday with the fucking ended up being the, it couldn't have been written, it couldn't have been written in the script any better with what happened this past Thursday, right? You had the Jets at the Browns, which we both picked the Browns on Instagram. We both got that right. And that ended up being an entertaining as fuck game. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. This Thursday, you got the Vikings at the Rams. Man. After that, you got the Colts at the Patriots. Then the Eagles at the G Men. Then you got the Broncos at the Burr Gang, which, to be honest, I think the Burr Gang are going to be hopefully by week seven or at least going to be playing better football. Oh, no, no. The Dolphins, the Dolphins no, no. are making some hay. They're playing at the Texans. And then you got the Eagles at the Jaguars, and that's the London game, but it's actually a good matchup for the London game. What right. what are you feeling what are you feeling about some of these some of these upcoming Thursday night games, bro? We spoke about it last season, uh, uh last year in the podcast, and I say last season because it was last football season. We spoke about this. We talked about how Thursday night was kind of boring. It was kind of a waste of time yes. in the NFL because the games weren't they just weren't entertaining. It was usually, it was, it was either two super whack teams or one good team playing a whack team. And it was just, it just wasn't good. So far, you know, and even at the beginning of the season, you see the games and you're like, okay, so-and-so against so-and-so. So and you have expectations, but it's like, you don't know exactly what it's going to be to the exactly. season start. I have been thoroughly pleased with the Thursday night game so far. And just watching the flow, the ebbs and flows of the season so far, the games that you've named, the rest of the Thursday night games are going to be good. Great job, NFL, scheduling the Thursday night games. Because, you know, they have, they, they know. They see the ratings. They have to feel uh, what people feel. And they, and they have to see what people are feeling out there. The games weren't entertaining. And you're going to start losing those Thursday night views. So, you know, they, 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 they are the most successful corporation in history for a reason. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Right. And they'll, right, continue to be, and they'll continue to be because they got eyes all over it. They got ears all over it. And they, they saw a problem and they resolved it. So good shout out to the NFL. Man. Yeah, and that's something that we don't always say all the time. A direct fucking shout out to the NFL. But hey, at least they're getting it right. And I mean, even looking deeper in the season, a lot of teams, let's be honest. And JB, we talked about this in terms of in terms of quit criticizing our quote unquote competition. Right. Who love to jump out the window about stupid shit in week two. 
Let's be clear, a lot of these teams start slow. They're not necessarily bad, but different factors happen, and then other teams are going to rise and other teams are going to fall. Right. Even the ones that you think are so quote-unquote good right now. Looking deeper in the schedule, you got the Saints at the Cowboys. That might not be a bad matchup. Packers at the Seahawks Week 11 is pretty compelling. Right. You got the Black Cats at the Steelers Week 10. And then even going down into Week 15, then you have you have and of course during the holidays they do those the uh, the Saturday games. Right. So on week fifteen you have the Chargers at the Chiefs, which is probably going to be a division title s game. It is. And then and and then bringing it back throwback week fifteen Saturday game you have the Texans at the Jets. And honestly, I'm kind of curious for nostalgia purposes to see the fucking Browns at the Broncos. If you know football, you know that goddamn history oh, yeah. between those franchises. That's a it's a good lineup. I don't really see a legitimately sorry lineup on this whole schedule. I'm looking at the full thing right now. Jaguars at the only one that might be kind of shaky is Week 14 Jaguars at Titans, depending on how the, the Titans do it. But the but Titans, really, yeah, yeah, the Titans, you know, the Titans always, you know, no point intended, no no point intended, tighten up towards the end of the season. Uh, so, they'll, so they'll so they'll get to playing better ball. Uh, than they're playing right now. And, and it's, it's just going to be very competitive. It's going to be compelling to watch. It's going to be good. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be all of those things. So I, I, I'm, I'm convinced and I'm, 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 I'm certain that it's going to be some good football, man. Right. So look, real quick, real quick before we get into our brand new segment that we're going to introduce, created by by man that, that's joining me and my partner in crime in this thing here, mm-hmm. this, goddamn, this goddamn recording. What did you think in terms of just most speaking to the to the game that just happened? Jets at the Browns. It couldn't have been it couldn't have been written any better in terms of the story of it. What did what did you see that maybe other people are aren't seeing or just ever because you already know everyone's overreacting to the obvious. Baker's bait. Baker's playing. Baker's gotta be the starter. Blah blah blah. What did you see about it? Because in early in early in the half, again at JB and Bane Blue to follow along during the game. You were calling out some of the stuff that wasn't really being talked about from play call. What did you kind of see from that game that maybe these other idiots aren't really talking about? Well, see, the thing about it is that everybody wants to say, oh, you know, Baker Mayfield was a savior. Well, see, what really happened was in the game is that Todd Haley was calling some of the dumbest shit in the beginning of that game. They opened the game with a slip screen, right? Which, the way that, the way that, um, who they, the Jets were playing and they're the aggressive defense they play. They play man a lot. And that's, that, you know, Tyler right. Bowles loves it. He loves to blitz and play man behind. Him. That's his thing. So you're not, you're not going to run a slip screen against man. You know, you have somebody has to be playing back off. And, you know, these guys play in your face football. And that's the way the Jets play. So he caught a slip screen. They barely ran the ball. We saw, we saw kind of game Carlos Hyde had against a defense as aggressive as the Jets, you want to come out and you want to hit them at the mouth. You want to meet force with force. You can't come out playing this soft-ass, flamboyant offense that he was trying to do with Terod. He really made Terod look bad. Now, Terod fucked himself when he underthrew a ball to Callaway, but he was really making Terod look very bad. He kept trying to run a fucking, the, the fucking, uh, the, 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 the swing sweep with him, like the fake, the fake quarterback boot sweep, whatever you want to call it. Right, right. Uh, the reverse out. He kept trying to run that bullshit. It was on a third down, and they, they had a blitz coming, and I know Terod saw it. And in his mind, he, he didn't have anything else to call. So he right. ran it, and they, and they got stopped for third down. So the crowd is going all crazy. And so then when they get in the game in this desperation, 
Tyrod gets hurt. Now it's desperation. Now, Baker Mayfield, who I'm not taking nothing away from Baker Mayfield. He came in just what he is, a gunslinger, just throwing that bitch. When you think it's not a window, he's throwing it into a window. Like, that's what he does, and he was doing it to the foot. So shout out to him. But that, the Browns could have really and truly easily beat the shit out of the Jets. Like, the Jets, like, really shouldn't have even been in it. Now, we're not going to talk about the, you know, the, the Browns have trouble stopping the run at times. Well, if you want to go deeper into that, hell, the defense is on the field in the first half for so fucking long, you know, it's only so much you can do. So, it, 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 it's, it's a... I was calling for Todd Haley's head because I've never liked Todd Haley as a play caller. Really haven't. I mean, the reason why he was so successful in Arizona, let's be real, to keep all the way funky, he had Kurt Warner, who was another coach on the football field. Right. So, he would give Kurt Warner three or four plays like they did with with uh, with with um, Peyton Manning, and Kurt would call things that he saw, and it would be successful. He's not doing that with Terai. It's one play in, and that's what you're going to do. So he was calling a shitty game in the beginning. I know Hugh got on his ass at halftime, and he was like, fucking Baker's in the game. We're going to start slanging this bitch. But they mixed in a healthy amount of running, too. So, yeah, Todd Haley really fucked Terai Taylor in the beginning of that game. I'm going to be honest. He, he fucked the Browns, period. Like, if, and that inconsistency will get you beat more than you will win games with because I don't give a damn how good Baker Mayfield is or how good if you would have played against a team that had a that was better offensively they'd have been down by fucking four touchdowns like honestly be, just just to be real with you like especially especially like after like the third series where the defense started to get winded oh yeah you know playing against somebody who's got a solidified offense who had a veteran quarterback man they'd have been up and down the field on their ass no problem so Todd Haley you know, I, I'm calling for your head because I don't, I don't, I don't like you. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like the play caller. I don't think he's a very good man. Uh, he's stubborn as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like he thinks this shit is, is, is golden. It don't stink. I don't like him for that team. But right, and we're gonna see. Yeah, and we're, think- and we're gonna see what happens next week. And that, that's the thing. That's another thing. I want everybody to calm the fuck down because Baker Mayfield is a talent. But we're gonna see what happens next week. Because everybody was like, oh, they would have been 3-0 and if Baker would have been starting. I don't know about all that. <laughs> right. I don't know about all that, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a lot to being said. I don't know about all that. Right? So, I don't know. Right. And I think, to be honest with you, I think kind of kind of taking a step and back from it not being in the moment. Ultimately, I think the way Todd Haley was has been calling plays, he, in order in order to, like, for example, you see what's been happening with what Big Red has been able to do with Patrick Mahomes. You have to be able to call plays that cater to the particular quarterback or players, in certain cases, their talent and their skill set. Right. If you're calling plays that doesn't adhere to the, the way that Tyrod Taylor plays well, of course it's not going to go well. Like that, they, they were call, like it was bad, bad slip screens. It was a lot of very predictable shit. And then for whatever reason, when Baker got in there, they were able to sling it more and kind of open it up more. But maybe, as you said, maybe that has more to do with Todd Haley as a play caller as opposed to to Baker's talent. Because let's be clear, Baker came in ready to play. He came in ready to play. He was ready to go. He he galvanized the team. If nothing else, he he gave them a spark to move the ball downfield. But as you said, you can't jump out the window because they still have to establish a running game. They have a stout defense that keeps them in games. And while the Jets have individual playmakers, the Jets aren't consistent enough, especially with Darnold, although he's talented too. They're not consistent enough to win games outright. As you right. said, a more superior team, a more superior team would have ran it up on those boys in classic Easy. Cleveland style. Easy. But because they did it, because they are more evenly matched, they were able to push themselves over the hump. And it was dope to see them to see them uh get a win. 
So you know we we we're we're both on we're both on the same page with that. Relax, folks. Baker's gonna get his time, but damn it, you can't you can't even be shocked if he isn't necessarily the starter next. I mean, probably because of the concussion thing, I wouldn't be surprised if he is. But you know, hey, you gotta let these. There's a reason why some of these guys will shine when they still get the set, no matter how well he played on Thursday. They're playing the Jets. If he can do that against the fucking Eagles or the Rams, okay, that's different. Right. But you're playing the Jets, chill out, bro. Like just just chill out. Like let's you know what I mean. Let's let's get let's get Cleveland. Let's get this let's get this thing done the right way. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm asking. Let's just do this shit the right way, and you will be successful. Right. But anyway, we're gonna we get shout to Cleveland. We're gonna get that first fucking Cleveland get that first win, man. Exactly. In six hundred thirty five fucking days. Exactly. You know it's you know it's bad when you got a goddamn counter. Fuck. Ew. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of uh speaking of uh. You know, new success. We're 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 introducing a a brand new segment. We're we're going to cover a few different topics, rapid fire. And um, before I cue the music, uh, Bizzleman, why don't you uh, why don't you tell the people what this segment is called? Well, it's, it's going to be called JB. You with it or not? Uh, it's just going to be current events and things that are going on, and just a hot spot and little four or five little events. You know, what I'm saying or, or topics that's going on in the world outside of sports with sports. You know, just trying to mix it up a little bit. Just you know, stand for. Our, our fan base that's that's not so so engulfed in sports like we are all day every day. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so it is here. Here it is. JB, with it or not? Bam! Cue the music. Let's go. First, first and foremost, uh, we got uh, we got some things happening here with old Shark Tank himself, <laughs> Mister Marky, Mister Marky Cuban. Now the general gist of this is is apparently he is. Not necessarily, uh, allegedly, not necessarily uh, keeping a close eye on his own, his own employees, his own organization to where there's been, I guess, a bunch of allegations of harassment and apparently even violence towards some of the uh, female employees within within the team. And apparently it's been ongoing and they're claiming that he hasn't really been doing anything about it. And then he gets on fucking uh, the jump, and uh, I didn't see it. Apparently, the interview the probably. Thing. I did. What did you think? Were, 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 you, were you with his apology or not? What happened? What happened uh, with that shit? I, I wasn't with it. I, I wasn't buying the fact that what he said is that basically he was he didn't know. That's what he kept saying. Mm. He, he kept saying trying he was to be trying to be as Urban Meyer shit. All right, yeah, he kept saying that he was unaware of what was going on in his own building and with his own company. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that when you own something and you're not as like dealing with operations in your in your business, yeah, certain things can slip through the crack. But this has been going on for a number of years. I, I don't believe for one second that he didn't know what was going on in his own company with the violence and the and the, and the, 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 the ill acts towards women and, and, and the sexism and so on and so forth. I, I don't believe for one second. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's I, I got I got to look more more into it. But yeah, man. Like if you. Eventually, you gotta, you gotta fucking, you gotta, you gotta clean up your own goddamn house. You gotta take a look at, especially the times that we're in. Like, I get it, they're, you know, allegedly, allegedly, but still, like, if if that shit's happening from even from a business level, you gotta, you gotta clean that shit up. So, Mark, Mark Cuban, get get that shit together. Whatever. All right, move, moving on. Jimmy Butler, apparently, he's had enough of the young boys. He can't find a rhythm with them. And he he wants he wants to make a move now. Apparently his his choices are the Clippers, the Nets, 
in the Nick. Now, personally, I think it would be dope to see him on the Nick pair with Porzingis. If he can get Kyrie there, that would actually be kind of cool. I want to see New York because fucking Knicks fans fucking make me laugh to no end just because of how passionate they are. So I just want to see I just want to see the entire Stanaj family and basically every New Yorker like get super hype again. That would be fun for me. Clippers. That's cool. I mean, that would probably be my second choice. I don't really want to see him on the net. Jimmy Butler trade. Jimmy Butler leaving his old guy Tibbs. Bizzle man, you with it or not? Uh, I'm, I'm with it. I feel like I feel like they're disrespecting that man. Um, we see what happened with uh, with Wiggins's brother. Was that what it was? Saying uh, right. you know, saying hallelujah, whatever that did. We talked to Jimmy Butler leaving the team. Let's let's keep it all the way funky. Uh, uh, Milwaukee fans. Uh, when Jimmy wasn't playing, you guys fucking suck. All right, so Big Cat being on the team, and then Wiggins, you motherfuckers ain't did shit. Big Cat is a solid player, but Wiggins is, is a fucking disappointment. Let's just keep it all the way 100. He is. He's a disappointment. But, of course, he's not getting the love that he, or the, or the opportunities to get the love that he would get because Jimmy Butler's there. And they're not respecting right. that man. And, and let's be real, on another side note, on a side note, Jimmy Butler ain't really been producing like he should be. So, right. The disrespect, I get it. You're the star player on the team. He wants out because he doesn't see a silver lining. He doesn't see he doesn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Tibbs is running operations and coaching. He doesn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. He wants out. I'm with it. Let the man go. Uh, respect his wish. Because it ain't gonna do him a cause problem. Right. It just it just sounds like it's just it's just a bad chemistry thing. They're not they're not gonna they're not gonna move any further than than where where they're at and maybe just jimmy needs a you know jimmy can ball now but but he just needs a probably just needs a, a change of scenery a different dynamic where he he can get people that he's more sometimes that's just what it is reviewers we've all seen good teams that can't get over the hump because maybe that collection of players isn't necessarily the right group of people to go to the promised land if you're going to be the eighth seed in the fucking timberwolves i can find better ways to fucking freeze your ass off so maybe he just wants to get the fuck out of there. I, said, and, I, and I, don't, I think I said Milwaukee earlier. I'm sorry, Minnesota. Yeah, right there. Right. That's even that's even worse when you right. know they're garbage. You fucking you just call them fucking Timberwolves. So, oh, hey, and real quick, shout out to fucking a consummate Hall of Famer Savage, Steven Jackson. Wiggins. Yeah, you don't want no, you don't want no goddamn smoke. You don't want no. Yeah, you don't want. And the words are a little scrappy. You don't want no problem. Problem. Ooh, you don't want no problem. Yeah, that's a little weak ass. So nobody wanted with the pride yeah. to pull out the Texas, baby. Right, exactly. Oh man. All right, so you you're with that. All right, moving moving right along here. Now this is this is super allegedly, but you you the way the world is, reviewers. You talked about it. You never fucking know what's gonna happen out here. Uh, apparently. Mr. Kaepernick, the guy that we've championed on on, on this show for yes. what he believes in and what he's actually standing or kneeling for, rather, That's right. That's right. Um, the allegedly is that he may be employed by either the Pats or the Raiders. Now, I mean, quite simply, number one, him being him being back in the league, and number two, him being on either one of those teams, maybe. You, you, you with it or not? Kaepernick getting back in the league and with one of those teams. I'm completely with it, man. Cap is a talent, and he needs to be playing for the NFL because that's 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 the type of quarterback he is. That's the talent level he is. Let's not forget he did lead his team, the San Francisco 49ers, to the Super Bowl against the Baltimore Ravens down in New Orleans and has had success before that. So he needs to be playing in the NFL. This is the talent that he is, regardless of what he believes, regardless of what he's done in the past, 
That has nothing to do with anything, okay? Every man believes what they believe. There are different races, religions, creeds in the NFL all day, every day. And this man should not be punished for doing something that he believed in. He didn't hurt anybody. He didn't harm anybody. He didn't cuss anybody out. He didn't slap anybody. He didn't do anything but what he felt was right. Colin Kaepernick, get your ass back in the league and show them what the fuck they've been missing. I'm with it. Exactly. And, w- and, w- and honestly, in a weird way, I think both of those teams fit him like uh, personality-wise for two completely different reasons. All right. Oakland would be perfect because, I mean, it's, it'd be kind of hilarious since he he had just the last thing he played for was the Niners, obviously. Obviously, if you don't know Oakland, Oakland's where, where the where the uh, the Black Panther Party started. It's very militant. It's very pro-black. It's it's more, uh, very hippie as well. So that would be in line with what he he does in the you community. Know, you, know, you know, if he goes to Oakland, the, the, the black hole is gonna love him regardless. Like, if you wear silver and black, don't give a fuck if you kill somebody in front of them. They're gonna love you. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. If he if he takes a man's life yeah. on the field, if you sacrifice the, the black hole on the fifty yard line. They still gonna right. love you. They don't give a fuck. Right, the black hole will still go fucking crazy if you literally decapitate someone. They'll fucking probably love you even more. Yeah. And then the Patriots, the fucking irony, right? The Patriots are all fucking glossy. Although Robert Kraft has spent some time with Meek Mill, so that's been kind of cool to see. Whether that's PR stunt or not, the fact that he's doing it's cool. So at least he's somewhat woke than some of these other owners. And it's funny, just him, the whole big argument was, oh, he's fucking protesting the flag. And then he ends up on a team called the Patriots. Right, that would exactly. be kind of funny. The, the and Brady... Exactly. The irony and Brady, let, let's be real. Brady, you need you need a quality guarantee back. Like Hoyer, Hoyer is good enough to be in the league, but Hoyer is like damn near a third string. Basically is third. Right. Let's just call it what it is. So Brady, if Brady goes down, that team's gonna fold. They and they they Jacoby Brissett ain't there anymore, and old Jimmy G ain't there anymore. So honestly, personnel-wise. He would fit well with backing up um, Brady because at the end of the day, that organization is, is is very buttoned up, as we know. So they're not going to let the distractions affect them with, oh, shit, Kaepernick got a job, all that fucking hoopla that will come with it. Yeah, bro, I, I, I agree with you. I'm with it as well. And finally, we go, before we go into our patented live reads for our, our prize sponsors on this fine recording, uh, Connor fucking McGregor is back. He's coming back. He's drinking whiskey. At the fucking press conference. I love it. That shit's hilarious. Now, he's fighting a cat, and he's coming back to a really good matchup. He's fighting a cat. If you're not a big UFC dude, this 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 kid, Khabib, since Connor's left and did the whole Floyd charade and all that bullshit, Khabib has really established himself as probably one of the best, if not the best, fighters in the UFC. I mean, he's been crushing everybody, and it's the best, po- really the best possible matchup that Connor can have. It's a big money matchup, and that's happening in, I believe, two weeks. Connor finally coming back and facing Khabib. You, you, you with it or not? What do you think? I'm completely with it, man. Let's be real, all the way real about the UFC. It's been boring as fuck without Connor McGregor. Yep. Uh, he's, he's beautiful for their sport. He is the Muhammad Ali of Ooh. UFC. Bottom line. He is the Muhammad Ali of UFC. And I'm not talking about all his beliefs and everything that Muhammad Ali still for. I'm talking about the showmanship and the entertainment factor that he brought to the sport of boxing when he was in it. He when he graced his graced boxing with his presence. So right. Conor McGregor is just that to UFC. It's amazing to have him back. It's fun. And of course, you know what I'm saying? He's not no show. He's not for show. Conor McGregor will whoop your ass. You know what I'm saying? So uh it's gonna be a good fight, but I think Conor 
gets back to greatness because this is what he does. It, 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 it's his octagon. Oh boy, has been doing his thing while Connor's away. But it's kind of a, you know, when 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 the dog's away, the mice will, you know, when the dog's away, the cats will play situation. So the dog is back. And, you know, I think Connor's going to get him a victory. But for UFC, hey, you know, uh, Dana White can say what he wanted to say about the whole situation with Connor McGregor out in New York. He was, I don't know if he'll ever fight in the UFC again. Bullshit. You needed that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You needed that. Because your pockets were getting a little thin there, buddy. You know what I'm saying? As much money as you done made in the UFC with the UFC, your, your very own company, your pockets were getting a little thin because Conor McGregor wasn't there. And what Dana White needs to be doing is he needs to be finding another Conor McGregor because when Conor retires, the UFC is going to be boring again. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be boring one more time. So, yeah, Conor McGregor come back to UFC. I am all the way. Exactly. And like like you were kind of saying, the main reason why it's been kind of boring is ultimately in a sport like that, any, any single athlete sport, whatever it is, tennis, boxing, golf, you know, UFC, whatever it is, fucking billiards, whatever the fuck it is, Batman. you have to, you, you're right, you have to, you have to establish stars, and Connor's, a, whether you like Connor or not, whether you think he's actually a, a good fighter, or as good as he's proclaimed to be fighter, however you want to put it, at the end of the day, you can't deny his star power, and also props, props to him for accepting probably the most difficult fight he'll have in his career after like a two-year layoff he could have he could have fought a cab driver just to get back in just to get back in the octagon not you know some that's 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 kind of style he don't run from fights right 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 yeah you're right about that and uh he's taking the biggest fight it's gonna be a big money fight and uh you know he if nothing else for the for the as you said to to pat old boy dana's pocket if nothing else, he deserves the check from that because of his star power. So yeah. that motherfucker's a draw. He's going to generate, and I know we both will be will be watching that shit. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be entertaining as fuck to say the least. All right, reviewers, we've uh, we've we've reached that the the the, the halfway point here. So we are going to take you in to a special live read for a couple of our sponsors, my bookie and Vivid Seats. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people would ask us for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, we don't know who's going to win, but God, we would love to. But if you think you know, then you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why we always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust us, guys. They're your best bet this season. I've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. We would only recommend a service to our listeners that's been good to us. That's why we are urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. That's right. So look, you got to check out my bookie. All right, my bookie is slammed with new betters, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, They'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. So look, join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code Benny to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Benny when creating your account to claim up to 1000 in free play. And if you're willing to hold out after 7 p.m., you get an extra $25 in free play. 
using the promo code Benny25. That's B-E-N-N-Y 25. If you put the 25 for that additional $25, it's up to you guys. But we wait after dinner and take the extra money. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. And we are also brought to you by Vivid Seats. Now, Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace that is dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. And Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats of any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. Now, you with the podcast code SAVAGE, that's S-A-V-A-G-E, JB and Benny Blue Review listeners can receive 10% off your first purchase with Vivid Seat. All you got to do is go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code SAVAGE, that's S-A-V-A-G-E, for 10% off your first purchase with Vivid Seat. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts, NFL games, and the hottest theater, and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter the promo code SAVAGE, S-S-A-V-A-G-E, for 10% off your first purchase with Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let Vivid Seats help you to get to your favorite live event. That's right. Shout out to our sponsors, my bookie, Vivid Seats. And at the top, you heard from Roto Assurance. That's right. That is insurance Roto for your fantasy insurance. teams. If your fucking favorite player is assigned to do bareback horseback riding or he gets caught in a hotel with a thought and she chains him to the bed and he can't make it to the game, well, guess what? You have insurance to protect you so you don't get fucked over with that money that you put down to win your fantasy league. So check out them, Road Insurance, as well. Speaking of which, we will quickly recap week two. But first, we got to see how we did after our fucking picks. And with a drum roll, please. Ah, JB's falling behind. He made some made some poor choices. 11, 19, and 2. And yours truly is 16, 15, and 2. That's right. I didn't stutter. That's a 2 at the end, as in two fucking pies. Now, listen. We, we, what a wonderful world. Oh, my God. What a, what a wonderful world. Goddamn Louis Armstrong. We both picked the Ravens to beat the Bungles. That didn't happen. The NFL's weird as fuck early in the season. As you know, uh, the Vikings and the Packers had a fucking tie because, of course, more kicking issues. They got a new kicker. Uh, JB had his better, his my bookie better of the week as the Browns getting their first win last week against the Saints. Saints ended up holding on and getting it done. I picked the Chiefs to beat the Steelers on the road. That ended up being a good pick. Fucking Mahomes was slanging that bitch. Uh, man, he's a man, he was slinging it. Colts at the Redskins. That was my my bookie bet of the week, and I got that one right. The Colts are starting to put it together again with luck. Unfortunately, Bizzle Man's Cardinals fell to the Rams pretty hard. But listen, he if you can't hear it in his voice, he's irritated. JB, what what do they have to do to get your thoughts on the Bird Gang? I'm not even going to speak on the Bird Gang anymore. Guys, if you want to hear all Bird Gang talk, go to uh, Twitter and go to the Focus Show, uh, my man Javon's radio show Dr. on NBC. All right, sports. It's 1060 NBC, okay? And you can go back. And I'm going to put it, I'm going to post it up on my on SoundCloud uh, as well. Twitter page as well. Uh, that's You Know Me, B-I-G. That's U-K-N-O-B-I-G uh, on Twitter. So you guys can hear all the Cardinal talk. Uh, we'll get back into it. We're gonna get a win this week. That's all the fuck. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I'll retweet that as well when when he posts it. So you see that on the review account as well at JB and Benny Blue. Kitties, you know, listen as JB as JB has made it a point to call out. Yes, reviewers, we're picking our own teams, and of course, pick the kitties. Didn't think they were going to win, but they actually made a better go of it. They did typical cardiac kitties. They brought it to twenty seven thirty. Was the end of the being the final. They got to get some shit together, controlling the line of scrimmage, a little, you know, establishing the running game, you know, just bit, just putting together uh, just a better, a better winning identity. Patricia, he faces the uh, the teacher grasshopper versus versus the teacher this week. We'll get into that in our into our our week three picks. And uh, yeah, man, we both picked the Bears at home, beating the Squawks. Unfortunately, the G men didn't get it done at Old Jerry World, and the uh, the uh, the Jaguars gave the Pats dude that work at home. So that's exactly what happened in week three. But damn it, the past is the past. We ain't looking in the rearview mirror because, motherfucker, we are moving forward. And with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it is absolutely time for Savage Picks week three. Let's cue the music. Let's go right now. Starting right off the bat, the Thursday night game. Holy shit, Cleveland! They got it done. They won. Holy shit, they finally won. We talked about it in the first segment. We both picked the Browns to win on our Savage Picks exclusively for IG at GB and Benny Blue. They both got it done. So we are both one for one on that one. But moving right along, it is an NFC South matchup starting with the Aints or the Saints, depending on how they play this week, are going into the fucking Falcons. And the line is two and a half for the Falcons at home. Oh, man. Well, you know, we got them going to the big Maybach. Uh, Manny Ice is spinning himself again, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a raucous crowd in the A. I don't usually bet for Atlanta, but I'm going to grow with Atlanta this time. They do have the firepower. Uh, I don't know if Freeman's playing or not. I don't really think it'll make a difference. The Saints' defense is not trained very well. You saw how they play, they kind of struggled against Cleveland, a team that doesn't put up a lot of points. Atlanta can put up points. So I'm going to go with the A. Exactly. I'm I'm with you there as well. I like the the Falcons to get some things back on track. Have a little bit more consistency on um, offense. I do think it is going to be a shootout, but I don't trust the Saints defense on the road in that environment. Although there are going to be a lot of Saints fans in the building, I'm also yeah. picking the Falcons. The, the line is good. I mean, the line is 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 acceptable, but I would probably go with the Falcons at home as well. Moving right along, you got the Niners going against the uh, the Chiefs, who are playing some good ball. And the line is six and a half for the Chiefs at home against the Niners. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs, man. My home and Andy Reid's offense has been doing great things. Andy is making it easy for me with all those damn weapons. Hell, I can get back there and throw the ball and be successful. Uh, so with the, with the arm this kid's got, it just makes it that much easier for him. Rolling with the Chiefs. Uh, the defense, and they're, and they're at home, man. It's one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. It's one of the loudest stadiums if you've never been to a Kansas City game. I suggest you do. Just put on a bucket list, just go and just witness the the, the noise. Very loud. Right. So Kansas City at home. Right, exactly. I'm picking, I'm picking the Chiefs as well at home. I don't think the Niners necessarily have enough firepower to keep up with the Chiefs. Mahomes is playing good ball. I mean, it's going to be a very interesting matchup in terms from a coaching perspective, but... Chiefs at home on the road, yeah, it actually may be a, a closer game, but I agree. I'm taking the Chiefs at home as well. I don't really, I don't really see them them dropping this. But again, we've been wrong before, and oh, we'll be wrong yes, again. Speaking of which, here's one that we either one of us could definitely be wrong about. Uh, it's the Raiders 
the fucking Ooh. Raiders are going into the early, early starting hot Dolphins, and the line is three for the Dolphins at home. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna. This is gonna be my my bookie bet of the week. I'm Ooh. going open. Oh, uh, I'm going open to win in the big Dolphin tank uh, down in Miami in the Hard Rock Casino Hotel. Uh, Hotel Stadium, whatever it's right, called. Right. Uh, I feel like Oakland gets it together. Uh, John Gruden is not going to lose me the game, man. And and he's got the tools. He's got the team that can do it. They're going to figure it out. Uh, Miami's playing good, but I just feel like, like I said earlier, well, I, I said it. You guys didn't hear it. But uh, <laughs> Oakland is one fucking play away, man. They're they're really one play away, and I think they're going to get the W. Yeah. I would, I would, I would have to agree. I mean, the, you know, there's nothing really special about the, about Miami playing at home. I think, I think what's, I think teams like Miami, and yes, unfortunately, much to the chagrin of some of our reviewers out there, even the Buccaneers, I think they are, they are taking advantage of better teams that may have not put it together quite yet. Um, I see the Raiders getting, getting their first win. And I think ultimately it's just going to come down to a couple plays. I don't necessarily think it's going to be an amazing game to watch, but I think the Raiders will get it done. Hopefully we can see some good shit out of Marshawn, and maybe it's going to be a, a least a least mistake of either one of the quarterback sort of deals. So I got the Raiders getting their first win, first win at home. So I like that too. Moving right along, uh, speaking of you like that, speaking of that shit, uh, you got the Bills. You got the winless Bills. God damn, here, here's a line. Here's a line for your ass. You got the Bills at the Vikings and the big brrrr, and the line is 16 and a half for the Vikings at home. Holy yeah, shit. Uh, so your betters out there, I wouldn't take the line, but I'm definitely taking Minnesota. Buffalo starting a rookie quarterback against that defense is bottom line. Not- yeah, I mean it's 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 that simple. They don't they don't have anything. It's just it's just one of those matchups where the Vikings are better in all three phases. It's just that simple. I mean, uh, and, and, and if you really just want to talk about it, want to be real, they just lost their starting their best cornerback to retirement. So, right, yeah. who retired just, at halftime? Fucked, they're, they're fucked all the way around the board. Right, right. That was that. We didn't even talk about that, and we don't really need to talk about it. But that is no, uh, pretty amazing that the dude was so fed up. That you want to talk, you want to talk about walking off the job? That's the definition of walking off the job. So yeah, we both we both we both pick the Vikings. Nothing more to be said on that. Now, here's a compelling matchup that I think it might be obvious on the surface, but may not be as clear as people might think. It's it's the Colts going to face the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles, Bizzleman's drafting team. Now, the line is a touchdown for the Eagles at home, but personally, I don't know it's that clear cut. What say you? No, the uh, Carson Wentz is starting. It's his first game back uh, in, in a number of months. From having a um, an ACL injury, uh, he had ACL surgery, so he, he worked to play back. Shout out to him. I personally don't think it's time for him to play yet. I feel like they they could arrest him three or four more games, right? About midway through the season, maybe after the um, after the midway point, after the bye week, get him in there just to get him stronger and get him more acclimated. But they're throwing him out there, so I pray to God the kid doesn't get hurt again. You know, we repeat injuries happen a lot with ACLs, MCLs. So, um, I pray the kid doesn't get hurt. Say that. We'll pray for him. Uh, with all that being said, I, Philadelphia's defense is good, right? I mean, they're, and they're playing at home. So, Indianapolis is not, not going to fare very well. I know Andrew Luck is back, and he's doing good things. But they're not going to fare as well as people think they are in Philly. I wouldn't take the line. It's going to be a close game. But I'm still going to roll Philadelphia. 
Right. Yeah, I actually agree. I think it's going to come down to them them just being more sound and forcing Luck to, to make some you know some ill advised throws as good as he is. I, I agree with you on Carson. I mean, hopefully they can they can have a they can have a game plan that's going to help as best as they can limit his contact because I mean it's it's very dangerous. We're, we're going to be seeing it talking about it in, in the next game right after this. But yeah, man, uh, I agree. I think ultimately it's going to come down to playmaking on defense. And, you know, home crowd definitely helps in Philly, and I like the Eagles at home as well. Speaking of keeping a goddamn eye on your quarterback, it's the Cheese Eaters. The Packers are going into the fucking hail to the Deadskins, and the line is the Packers three on the road against Washington. Yeah, I can roll with that. Uh, The Packers, with Aaron Rodgers behind center, they're going to be hard to beat either way it goes. And Washington is, you know, they got Alex Smith, but at the same time it's like, you know, they, they kind of, it's just not going to be good enough. I'm sorry. You know, Green Bay is going to be Green Bay. They're going to score points, bottom line. So, there it is. Well, I'm tempted to make this my my bookie bet of the week. And I think Washington is one of those teams that may not be as bad as it, it could seem, especially going into the into the season. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna take a risk here, and I'm going to pick the Redskins at home. I really have trouble trusting the Packers, how they operate based on what happens with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying, nor am I wishing it, that he's going to get hurt. But what I'm saying is they get, they from other aspects of their team, other phases of the game, they can get exposed. And I think the Redskins are just sound enough to stay in the game. I don't think they're going to blow it open. I don't think they would even beat the Packers convincingly. But I think the Redskins are just sound enough to eke out a win at home and I think it's going to happen. I don't think Ro- I don't. I, it's pretty evident. I don't think Rogers is as comfortable as he normally is at 100%. He can't. He is a little hobbly. He can't really move around. The injury that he has is significant. It's not a tear, but if he gets it banged up one more time, it could damn sure turn turn into a tear. So he's got a significant injury, and he can't Gregory Hines his way normally as he would. Is what JB saying correct? Yeah, they can still probably make some more plays, but. I think it's going to be closer than people think, and I could see the Deadskins winning, so I'm going to pick them to get the upset. Moving right along, another interesting matchup kind of given the way shit's been going. It's the Bungles, the Bengals, at JB's former employer, the Black Cats, and the line is three for the Panthers at home. Cat scratch fever. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I don't, I don't, Cincinnati, I'm still not buying it. Uh, Nixon got hurt, who was, uh, who was a big part of their offense. He's out for six, seven weeks, mm-hmm. so... Carolina is going to do what they do. Yep, I agree. Uh, Panthers at home, they're going to they're going to be playing. You know, they're going to be playing more cohesive football. The Bengals have a have a tendency when they when some when one thing doesn't go right, they tend to kind of fold. They're just one of those teams where they don't they don't have enough fortitude within whether it's the coaching staff, the identity of the team. I don't trust them when they lose playmakers. I don't trust Andy Dalton to make some plays. I can trust Cam to. to to help lighten the load, carry some of that burden in that position. Andy Dalton's not that guy, and I definitely don't trust him to do that on the road. So I'm picking the Black Cats. Well, AFC South matchup. It's the Titans who are kind of in a weird place, and they're going to the fucking Duval. They're playing the Jaguars, and the Jaguars have a nine and a half lead on them boys. Titans at Jaguars. Duval. Yeah. Bottom line, nothing else to say. Hmm. I agree. They're gonna. I think. I think you're gonna see some very interesting playmaking and probably some shit talking from one 
Jalen Ramsey, and if nothing else, that part of it's going to be fun to watch. Um, so I pick I pick the Jaguars at home, and th- that one actually does have the potential to get ugly. So we'll we'll see what happens. It does. Um, now speaking to another another couple funky teams. Well, really, really, as it relates to uh, to uh, the Broncos, Broncos are two and zero, but they're going to the Ravens, and the line is five and a half for Ravens. Mm. Well, yeah, that, that that's kind of weird to me. Um, seeing as how the Ravens performed against the Bengals, like, and if we're talking about a, an offense. Now, let, let's let's be all the way real. Uh, AJ Green had a phenomenal day against Baltimore. Now he had an unreal day against Baltimore. So I don't know. That's going to be a close one. I, just, I I'm I'm going to pick Denver because Denver's offense clicks a lot better than Baltimore. So and, and Denver's defense. With uh, the young boy on one side and and and, and our guy, uh, I can never think of fucking Von Miller on yes. the other side. Then I, I got to go with Denver because just 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 because their defense is, is, is vibrant and they got two cornerbacks that can handle the deep threat of Baltimore, which they like to try to chuck it down the field. They got Smoke Brown and uh, and and and, and, and uh, the other kid they got. So I'm rolling with Denver. Yep, and this is one of those ones that I'm tempted to pick. Baltimore, but it's this this has classic bite me in the ass pick all over it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah I, I'm thinking I'm thinking that the Broncos are going to make a play late to, to seal it. That's kind of my prediction. I think you know the Ravens will do just enough on offense to keep to keep themselves in it. You know what they're capable of on defense. Although the Broncos definitely have a better defense, I would say at this point. Um, you know, so I think that uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a, a, a close contest ultimately there's just going to be a little bit more playmaking on on the Broncos side who I think can hold it together um on on the road um against Baltimore because I think Baltimore is just maybe they'll develop it but right now they're too inconsistent so I'm picking the Broncos on the road as well moving right along is the G man the winless G men against the winless Texans and the line is six for the Texans at home yeah well uh, I got two Two, I'm gonna say I'm gonna spit two names out, and that's gonna be that's gonna basically dictate my pick. Uh, JJ Watt <laughs> and the David Clowney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Texans going with the Texans, going with the Texans I, at home. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this one this one has a potential to be a sloppy, ugly game as well. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, they haven't the, the Giants haven't established themselves enough in terms of how they want to get their drives going, especially. Like Eli's been kind of hit or miss. Saquon Barkley is a talent, but they got to be able to block for the kid, and they really can't block for Eli either. Let's be honest. So, yeah. Flowers, old boy, old boy, Flowers, and shout out to friend of the show and happy birthday to our guy, Mr. Kevin Yo! Robinson. Yes, happy birthday to him. Check out his podcast, Kevin Hates Hip Hop. Um, he he says it all the fucking time. He's fucking Kevin. Kevin's fucking Kevin's fucking disdain of how Eric Flowers has played has been <laughs> ongoing. For years, Kev sent me a text message saying that Drunk Alf might return after this week. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm not. Look, I picked Texas to win because that's just logic, right? So, and I just and I really just want to see Drunk Alf. So, (laughs) right, right. Nothing's better than Drunk Alf, which which I brought out. Which reviewers, if you saw, if you follow our Twitter feed because I retweeted it, I brought it out on mine at Benny Blue Eyes. Drunk Alf came out after week one for the kitty because holy shit. Ah, shit. Drunk Barney. Drunk Barney came out for the uh, <laughs> Drunk Barney. 
Oh man, but li- listen. Bottom line, like you said, he's picking logically. Them, them, them boys, Clowney and Watt are going to be in Eli's lap all day, and um, that's yeah. just they're not going to be they're not going to be able to get anything going. So I'm picking the Texans at home as well. This is an interesting as fuck matchup, and you gotta love it. LA. It's LA versus LA. It's the Chargers at the Rams. I guess if you want to call it a home game, although the Chargers really don't have a home presence. Hell, they barely got a stadium. They're, they're damn near playing in the fucking sandlot. It's a seven point lead or seven point line rather for the Rams at home. Which I mean, it's fun that both teams are are good, but w- what say you, sir? Well. It, it, the, the defense is what's like what's intriguing in this game because we know the Rams defense is, is, is loaded with all those quote unquote big names and we also know that the Rams I mean uh, the Chargers defense is just fucking good <laughs> so right. I, and have been one of the best defenses in the NFL for the last two years so offensively who's gonna get it done right All right. right. Um, they got Gurley they got Gordon Oh my God! Like this is gonna be a knockdown drag out. I do believe. I don't think it's gonna. No, I, a lot of people think it's gonna be uh, like L.A. Rams all the way. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I gotta go with the Rams just because of the fact that they're offensively. You know, they they they, they have more of a creative offense, and they're gonna do a whole lot more. They're gonna find ways to get their playmakers the ball, so on and so forth. Right. So I, I got to roll with the Rams on this one. Yeah, I would I would tend I would tend to agree with you. I think a matchup like this comes down to coach, and I think you're going to see a little bit more of I don't want to say trickeration, but you I think you are going to see better play calling down the stretch um, from the Rams that will get it done. I think this 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 game is going to be fun to ha- fun as hell to watch. Like if I had to pick yeah. a one o'clock game, honestly, I mean the Bird Gang plays, I'll definitely have that on the other screen. Um, but in terms of the main game, I'll be watching at one o'clock. Oh yeah, you can you can bet your sweet old ass. Oh uh, yeah, I'll be watching uh, this uh, one. I, I'll, I'll be watching. I'll be flipping back and forth. If I could, if I could get if I could get the split thing, split screen cracking on my TV. I would. But yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So there you go. So we're, we're both picking the Rams. All right. It's the Bears against the Boy Gang in the Big Toaster. Four and a half for the Bears on the road. We gotta we gotta pick your own teams. He's got the bird gang. Look, How man, does the bird look, gang get look, it done this look, week? Look, the bird gang faithful is gonna come out. They're gonna be in droves. All right, it's gonna be loud in the big poster. We're gonna get David Johnson the ball. Defense is gonna play aggressive. Bird gang wins. Bottom line. Yeah, I am. You know, on a slight risk, I'm gonna go out and say bird gang gets their first win of the season at home. Um, and it's really going to be because of the Bears' offense. Uh, Risky Trubisky, um, you know, I don't trust him enough to make plays. They do they do have some playmakers. I think it's, you know, the, um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Bergang's got to play game of the season thus far. They need, they need to play their best football that they've played. <laughs> that, that, that ain't going to be hard to do. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. The bar, the bar has been set kind of low, but I have a prediction. I think think this may be the game you may see young josh rosen enter the game you may see that happen yeah if khalil mack is in uh, bradford's lap all game and he's getting fucking dogged out it might be a situation where they make a halftime change am i saying it's gonna happen by injury but you might see 
young Josh Rosen make his pro debut in this game, and I think it's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be hard, but I think the the, the Cardinals find a way. I legitimately believe they find a way to get their first win and get it at home. All right, it's a fucking. The boys. Six shooting. Six, six shooting. Tobacco spitting. Spitting hat win. <laughs> the Cowboys at the Squawk, and the line is a point and a half for the struggling Squawks at home. Yeah, that is. This is you talking about a, a battle of the the the, the evenly bat. Jesus Christ! Right. Uh, I mean, their, their teams are pretty much the same with the fact that, and it's like a dumb way to offense because Dallas Dallas has a better running back. But Seattle has a better receiving court, right? So it's like, and then quarterback-wise, Seattle has a better quarterback, plain and simple. <laughs> um, but defensively, Dallas's defense is surprisingly good this year. Yep. Right? And with all that being said, I got to go with Seattle at home. I played at Century League Field a many days, um, and it is not easy to win up there. Uh, they need a win. Uh, they're not Owen. Are they Owen too? They're Owen too. Yeah, they need a win. The the 12th man is going to be in full effect. Right? The motherfuckers going to be high off Starbucks coffee, and it's going down. They're going to be hugging trees and drinking coffee. <laughs> it's going down in Seattle. Seattle gets the W. Not by much, but they get it. Yeah, and I'm doing something that I normally don't do as the reviewers know, especially how I feel about this team. But I'm going to pick the Cowboys on the road. Um yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys on the road. It's going to be close. That home field advantage is definitely going to have a factor. And Russell is going to be able to extend the play and and move the pocket to make some plays that he probably shouldn't have or a lesser quarterback wouldn't be able to make. But I think ultimately, I think what's going to come down to the Cowboys winning is that they're they're going to be able to win off of off of fundamentals, meaning running the ball and controlling the line of scrimmage and doing just enough on defense to slide out of there on their fuck on their horseback, you know what I mean? With with their fucking leather vest in their stirrup and get the fuck up out of Seattle. Six shooters ablazing. With six shooters ablazing, get up out of Seattle with a fucking razor thin win. Alright, Bizzle man. This one this one is straight out of fucking karate kid. It's the student versus the teacher. It's the Pats dude at the kiddies. And the line is a touchdown for the Patriots at the Lions. Well, I, 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 you know my, my motto against Tom Brady. I don't do this very often, and, and this is the way I'm not. I got to go with Brady and Belichick on this one. Uh, I, I don't fuck with the guy Patricia, man. I don't think he's a very good coach. Um, I know you understand. Like, you know, y'all, y'all have a, a team that has been together for quite a while, and that's why y'all are playing as good as y'all are playing now. But I don't trust Patricia at all. He, he's just not a good coach. I don't think that there's a very good coach player chemistry when it comes to Patricia and, and, and the Lions. Uh, I think it's just it, it's going to happen. It's going to come out in about four or five games. Probably about three or four more games is going to come out. Something bad's going to happen with y'all's organization because of him. Uh, I, just, I don't trust the dude. Mm-hmm. But against his but but against his former his teacher, the, the fucking Yoda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta roll with the fucking task, dude. Right, and, and yeah, everything everything you said is correct. As you know, we gotta make our case for our teams. I don't think what you're saying necessarily is incorrect in terms of his dynamic with the um, with the players. Some 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 reviewers, let's face it, some coaches out there are just destined to be coordinators, and that's what they're really good at, and that's what they need to be doing. 
you know, to be fair, it is week three, so you have to give the guy at least half the season. See what's what's course, really yeah, good. Nah. What's really good with it, which, which is basically what, yeah, which is basically what you were saying. Yeah, it's basically what you were saying. Um, now, what I think is going to be interesting, especially what had happened to them from week one in terms of all the Jets players, and like we knew their plays, we knew their signals. I think you're going to see a lot of smoke and mirrors calling, especially on defense in terms of disguising blitzes, things to throw off Belichick. Because you got to admit, the one advantage that Patricia has is he knows Belichick's tendencies. And I'm sure to a certain degree, he knows some of the schemes that may have not changed completely year after year. So I think that's going to be I think that's going to be one factor that could lead to the kiddies winning. The other factor is that, great, the Patriots signed Josh Gordon. I don't really give a shit. To be honest with you, let's just call it what it is. They're in a point right now where they're expecting Brady to keep lifting up these guys who, quite frankly, aren't the receivers that Brady needs in this point of his career. Edelman's out. Long gone are the days of fucking Randy Moss. They have James White. That's cool. They they let Deion Lewis go. And some of these other guys, they've made so many fucking trades and waivers and signings for all these receivers. Like 22 or whatever the fuck it was, transaction to get all these new receivers that they cut and signed and cut and signed. I don't trust them enough to make plays with Brady. As good as Brady is, like you said, it's hard to bet bet against them. But if the Kitties are going to win, it's going to be from disguising blitzes and showing them new look and then counting on and making just enough plays with the lack of depth and talent on the Patriots receiving core. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if either option happens. But hey, if you're a betting man, maybe you do want to take the line against the Pats, dude. To see if they can, if they get it done, going to the kitty. And finally, uh, how does the, uh, how does it, how does the music go? How does that sound? Uh, it's Monday Night Football, damn it! Oh, he was dumb for a second. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's right, Monday Night Football. I got caught. I was, I was on Instagram. I, I was like, hey, what? God, God bless, what? God bless, cheeks. What? What? And titties, right? <laughs> They're getting good, all, all, all fucking lost in, in, in the fucking meat of the ladies. But we're staying focused. Last game of Savage Picks Week 3. It's the Steelers who got all sorts of fucking drama happening with them. Oh, the man. 0-1-1 Steelers plays in the Ryan Fitzpat- Fitzpatrick Fitzmagic fucking draped up and dripped out Buccaneers at home. And the line is a point and a half for the Steelers on the road. Wow. Um... Yeah, this is a this is what you call a trap game in bed, all right? Because Fitzpatrick has been doing some wonderful things. He's doing good things with his feet. He's been throwing the ball to his two great receivers. You know, saying two huge deep threats, and uh, and, and the kid um, uh, D Jack, and then uh, what's the kid's name, Mike Evans? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he's had he's got two huge weapons to just chunk the ball. So. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Steelers on this one, man. I really am. I, uh, I feel like the Steelers get it together. I feel like finally defensively they're gonna get some things done, and Fitzpatrick is going to return back to Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. He'll throw he'll throw a costly turnover. He'll throw he's gonna throw a costly interception. I don't see the Steelers winning by much because they are gonna score because they do have those two deep threats. But I still see the Steelers. Just getting doing getting enough, doing enough to get the job done. Well, what you're saying is correct. 
but I don't think it happens this week. This is my my bookie bet of the week. I'm picking the Buccaneers at home. I think they're going to get it done against a Steelers team that has been up and down. You can tell something's up with them. They're up and down emotionally. They got fucking they got fucking AB sending out tweets that are fucking at least rattling some cages. You still got the Le'Veon Bell shit happening. His holdout, although Connor's making some hay and getting some good runs. Buccaneers, man. I mean, they're they're playing they're playing some sound football. I think Fitzpatrick will return to form just later in the season. Right now, I think I think they get it done, honestly. And if I were trying to win some money, I'd put a little money on this for the Buccaneers to win at home. So I'm picking that as my fucking uh, my bookie bet of the week. For viewers, that's yeah. it. Savage picks week three. We'll see who is right, who is wrong, who is both right, who is both wrong. Uh, anything else before we let the reviewers? Enjoy their fucking weekend and watch some goddamn foosball. I was about to say, man, yo, just enjoy your weekend, man. Be safe out there. Enjoy your weekend in football. It is a glorious time of year, man. I'm sitting there watching Alabama Texas day and right now. Nice. Decent game. Uh, 21-10. I thought a and be getting blown the fuck out by now, but uh, they're playing okay. Alabama is the juggernaut that it is, so it is what it is, but hey, let's be real. Uh, it's a glorious time of year. It's the most wonderful time. Bottom line. That's right. Your viewers out there, thank you for rocking with us, man. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, at JB and Benny Blue. All right? Interact with us. We interact back. All right? We talk shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't mind. Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Same thing at JB and Benny Blue. Mm-hmm. All right? We've got that new music shooting to us on our uh, JB and Benny Blue at gmail.com. Correct. Uh, we ain't forgot about you. We just ain't did it in a while. We just we ain't forgot about you. Mm-hmm. Hell, we might we might just ain't got nothing good enough to put on that motherfucker. Oh, that could be it. That, that could be it. Huh? Man. Number love, man. Number love, man. Appreciate you guys for rocking with us. Uh, you are listening to and have been listening to and hopefully continue listening to. Exactly. JV and Billy Blue Review. We love you. Love you. Fucking love you. We love you. Subscribe on iTunes. Five star rate. And that's it. JB and Billy Blue Review Podcast. Until next time. Are we out? Peace. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a new Honda and be on your way to desert treks, lakeside getaways, and mountain paths so remote you need an actual map. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Accord and 0% APR on the 2021 HRV or Pilot. Start your Honda safe adventure at NorCalHondaDealers.com. See dealer for financing details. <sighs> Mondays. Just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.